Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a pastor or a lay leader in your local church, taking care of the young people or women's ministries, God wants you to be a great Christian leader. And our topic today, pastoral praying. You see, you are the pastor or shepherd over your group or over your congregation. And there's a great privilege that you have to be a person of prayer. Our guest, Dr. Dwight Nelson. Dwight, I have always respected you as a person committed to prayer. I've read your writings, A New Way to Pray. Mm. I've heard you preach. Um, who has been the most powerful mentor mm. for you, mm. either in the Bible or in your life, that just calls you to be a leader who prays? Yeah. Hands down, it's the Lord Jesus. I mean, you look at his, his, his incarnated life among us, Derek. It, it is saturated with prayer. This, this little, this terse, dramatic uh, Gospel of Mark opens up chapter 1. Where is this here? Where's the verse? Verse 35, mm. long while before yep. dawn? Yep, verse 35, very early in the morning while it was still dark. Yes. Yeah. So he's stepping over all the sleeping <laughs> disciples, making sure not to awaken them. Early in the morning, dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Yes. And then Luke, who's really big on his prayer life, just chronicles it all the way through, as you well know. Right. So, the God of the universe becomes enfleshed, like you and me, gives his life to ministry, as we have been called to do, and, all, and, and your viewers as well. If prayer for, for one who was so, so... So pure and spotless in mm. his in his moral walk before God. If prayer was essential for him, come on. It's a how much brainer. more? Yeah, how much more? Absolutely. Mm. So if you're, you're asking about inspiration. It's the Lord Jesus Himself. And I got I got to share this with you, Derek. There's a little book called Prayer, a little compilation, Ellen White. And listen to this, page 176. After his work was finished for the day, like here. Jesus went forth evening after evening away from the confusion of the city and his form was bowed in some retired grove in supplication to his father. At times, now look at the imagery here, at times the bright beams of the moon shone on his bowed form and then again the clouds and darkness shut away all light. The dew and frost of night rested on his head and beard while in the attitude of a suppliant, one more line, he frequently continued his petitions through the entire night. Mm. How often are you and I praying through the entire night? He frequently prayed through the entire night. He is, our he is our example. If we could remember this and imitate him, we would be much stronger in God. Mm. Give me a break. Mm. Apparently, what worked for him has to work for you and me. We are so saturated with television, internet, everything that just bombards our senses that I'm sure the enemy of our souls is trying to just, is trying to just wall us, wall us away. Mm. from mm. This, this, this discipline of daily, nightly, whenever, going back to Jesus again and again and opening up our hearts to Him. Now, back in Mark chapter 1, mm. there's a powerful story there. Yep. Um, the, the disciples come to Him, almost interrupt His prayer time. They do. They finally find Him. And they say, everybody's looking Shh, for you. Get up. Quit praying. What, what do you learn about both the commitment to prayer and what's happening with Jesus in prayer from that story. Because they say, you've got to do this. And he says, no, we're going to go here. I need to preach in those cities also. Mm -hmm. what, what's been happening? A lot of people might say, what do you do if you're praying all night? 
What do you what do you see happening in that prayer experience for Jesus? It's a good question. I'm, just, I'm kind of thinking on the spot here. But yeah. number one, I see, I sense his soul being energized and revitalized in his communion with the Father. He replenished. knows. Replenished. Mm. This is absolutely essential for his uh, survival. That's back to a previous program on passion for God. Right. Replenishing the he soul. He has to have it. Yeah, the fire has to be rekindled mm -hmm. because depleted, energy gone, emotion, emotionally sapped after working till late at night healing. Isn't it? Yeah, right before that in, in Mark 1. Yeah, they're coming to him as soon as Mother the sun Peter's goes down. mother-in-law and then all yeah. the people come. And yeah. So number one, there is this replenishing, this, this, uh, th this restoring, yeah. rest restorative uh, connection with the Father. Mm -hmm. But number two, it's discipline. He has programmed it in. Mm -hmm. They knew they could find him. They went out. They said, he's, he's got to be praying. Doesn't know everybody's ready to go. They know he's <laughs> out praying. He has disciplined that, and they already know. Yeah. He's, it, it is part and parcel mm. of his 24-hour uh, regimen. Mm. Okay, prayer time's up. Nope, i got to go to the next city. He so something them. happened there besides replenishing. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think of that promise uh, of the Lord himself Psalm 32, 8, I will teach oh, you I and instruct you. In the way that you should go, and I will counsel you with my loving eye upon you. I wonder if that can happen in prayer. It's got to. Jesus also memorized Scripture. You talked about the importance of Scripture yeah. in a previous program. Right. Uh, scriptures come to his mind, you know. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear or be afraid. So, but he's, he's apparently not only replenished, but mm. actually instructed mm. in that time where he says, no, I... There are needs here, but I've got to go there. Which means, Derek, he obviously has not committed himself to a five-minute quickie morning watch worship. Okay, right. What's, right. The, what's the text for today? Right. Okay, okay. Is there an illustration that goes with it? Good. All right, Lord. I'm going into the day. Let's go. Some, you can't get instructions from God on the fly like that unless it's a time of crisis and you're saying, listen, God, we've already been in communication. I need instructions right now. Right. But to just to, to, to race in, Mm. five, ten minutes, and race back out. Mm. Obviously, if you're going to hear the voice of God, you have to stick around for a while to, to let the voice be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46. So we're talking about the Quiet example down. of Jesus. Uh, his disciples came and said, Lord, Luke 11, mm -hmm. 1, yeah. teach us to pray. Yeah. Um, and uh, he doesn't kind of push them aside. No? What does that tell you about learning how to pray? Is it okay to ask? It's okay to ask, and it's okay to admit you don't know everything about mm. prayer. After the break, we want to talk about some lessons you've learned, and not that you're, you know, the expert on no, prayer, I'm but, but we're me. students in the school of yes. Christ, right? Right. Uh, you're inspired. I, one of our mentors, HMS Richard Sr., said the problems, problem with Adventist ministers, they don't spend even four hours a day in prayer. You say, Lord, help me. Learn how to pray as Jesus did replenishing his soul so he can have that passion for God and instruction, the ministry he should be involved in for that day. Crucially important topics as we talk about you as a leader and prayer. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion right after the break. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, pastoral praying. You're a leader in your church. You're a leader over a small group, uh, youth group, women's ministries. You've got a 
flock that you're the shepherd over. God calls you to pray for them. But how do we experience that vital prayer life ourselves? Our guest today, Dr. Dwight Nelson. Dwight, mm. you lifted up Jesus as our great example. Mm -hmm. No one more uh, occupied in ministry and yet no one more committed to prayer. Mm. Um, inspiring. And, and we ended up with, it's okay to learn how to pray. So mm. I want to ask you, where did you learn how to pray and how has your prayer experience developed uh, through your years of ministry? Uh, <laughs> To be candid with you, Derek, I've got a very eclectic kind of uh, a prayer journey. And that is, I've just been, uh, ever since uh, leaving the seminary, when I met Christ in, in a lasting sort of way in the theological seminary, from that point on, it's been just uh, seeking, finding, stumbling, falling, finding, in, the, in, the, in discovering a, a method that works for me. Okay. Yeah. You grew up in a family grew where up you had in, prayers. Uh, grew up with family worship and was taught to have a, a devotional life uh, from childhood up. But you're saying um, that prayer is actually a very personal experience with yeah, God. I think so. So you have I, to find... You have to find your niche. You have to be able... Imitation is important mm -hmm. because Jesus said, watch me. Right. Because you talked in the previous session. The disciples come, teach us to pray. Jesus said, hey, watch me. Let me show you. So imitation is important. So a method that somebody else has found successful may be a good way to start, but eventually it's going to become yours, not because somebody told you or somebody showed you, but because it's, it's, it's your fingerprints now all over it in your, in your communion with God. So some person might find it easier to walk while she prays. Yeah. Another might say, that doesn't work, I need to have a, a special chair where, mm -hmm. where I always sit down or a place a to kneel closet. down. Right, right. But, but let's talk about the praying itself. Mm. So we find a place. Jesus had a place, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. as, as usual, Gethsemane. Yeah, I tell people, look, you, you're, you're serious about praying. It needs to be the same place. You need to go back to the same place. If you keep moving around a house or an apartment or a dormitory room or a hall, you know, down to the lobby, the scenery changes and it takes you all that extra time to adjust to what's around. And if you're the one in charge of housekeeping, oh man, I left the cobwebs up there. What was I thinking? And so you need to go to where it's the same old, same old, same old. So I have a little lamp. I have okay. an intensity you have a, lamp. A I have place a, I, of I have a chair. I have a blanket because I'm in Michigan. We have uh, four <laughs> seasons and it's... Winter, 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 spring, and then winter, winter. <laughs> so I've got the blanket. I have my Bible. I have uh, some books I use that uh, every day that help me in my prayer journey. But once you go to that place, the deal is you've, you've come to meet someone. And when you talk about the disciples coming to Jesus, Lord, teach us how to pray. I thought of this verse uh, during the break, Acts 4.13, Jesus is gone, but they see the disciples now. and, 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 and The they, boldness yeah, of them. They took note. That's you remember right. that? I just yeah. love this line. They took note <laughs> that they had been with Jesus. Been with Jesus. Right. And that's what you and I want right. in our ministry. So that when we move out into our parishes and in the hospitals mm. and the bloodied up trenches of survival where we minister, people say, you know what? I don't agree with everything that boy says. I don't agree with everything she does, but it's clear to me. It's a living connection with they God. They walk, yeah, they mm. walk with Christ. Mm. So what I've, I, I kind of backed into this method, but um, I came across a little book. I read about it. said they surveyed the clergy, Protestant clergy in the United States, the number one book outside of the Bible in your library, hands down, Oswald Chambers' book, My Utmost for His Highest. Yes. Derek, I've been reading this since 1988, mm. every day. 
every day. Right this morning in the motel before meeting with you. I just, it travels with me around the world. It's all beat up. But here is a, Christ, a, a cross-centered picture of God and Jesus that just refreshes my soul. So every morning, I have three covering prayers. I have Oswald Chambers. And then, I don't know if you've heard of my friend Roger Morneau. Mm -hmm. Of course, I know you have. Right. Yeah. So reading Roger, I told you it's eclectic. Right. Reading Roger, right. he said, I go to the cross every day. Mm. Matthew 27, verses 24 to 54. So I go to Calvary every day and read the story of, read the, story of the cross. Mm. By the way, verse 25, his blood be on us and our children mm. is a beautiful prayer tucked into that what appears to be a curse. Mm. And I, I stop we every morning. That. I stop every morning and say, God, your blood be on me and Karen and Kirk and his wife Chelsea and our brand new little granddaughter, 15 <laughs> months old. Can I show you her picture? <laughs> later, <laughs> later. <laughs> little Ella. And then I pray for Chrissy and her husband, Andy. Mm. Every day I say, God, your blood Blood be on us, mm. on us and our children. Mm. So I read that, that uh, 20, verses 24 to 54, Matthew 27. Mm. And my third covering prayer, every day I do these three. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, in his book, Letters and Papers from Prison, mm. he wrote to a friend of his, Eberhard, and he said, I find great comfort in reading a psalm a day. Okay. So I read, I, I have those covering prayers, and then into Scripture. Now, somebody who's starting, a pastor who has not had time to really consistently be in Scripture, I say, listen, for you, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, go to the Gospels, Gospels, Gospels. Right. I determine nothing among you except Jesus Christ Jesus and Christ Him crucified. Him. So go to the Gospels. Right. So here's, here's what I do. You got another second? Yes. Okay. Here's what I do. Derek, one story a day. One story. From, not, the, from, from the gospel. Yeah, so start in Mark, work your way all the way through Mark. One okay. story. Not three stories, not three right. chapters, the old way, three chapters a day, five Information overload. No, 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 no. Uh, one story a day. Reread to relive. Mm. Let the story become a DVD in your mind. Experience Jesus. You see him re -read there. Reread to relive. Reread to relive. That sounds like a new way to pray. That's from my, focused that's, on that. That's from my book. book. Yeah, a new way to pray. Mm -hmm. um, do you do some journaling still? or? Is the, the, and so, so you're asking yourself this question. What does this story tell me about my best friend, mm. the creator of the universe? Mm. Why did God make sure this story was there? Our tendency is, oh, Peter's walking on the water. I already read that one. Go to the next one. Yes. Because I know he's going to drown almost. So I, uh, no, stay with the familiar. Because it may be present truth because for you today, this, right? I love that. The Spirit says, I have present truth for you today, Dwight, in the mm. drowning of Peter. Mm. Keep reading. So reread to relive, ask yourself, what does this tell me about Jesus? And then when you have that in mind, here's what I do. You've got a little book. Oh, come on. Have you ever seen one of these specials? I have seen come on. Them. Yeah. Walmart, <laughs> 92 cents. At the dollar store, a dollar. So it's cheaper at Walmart. So I, you write down your reflections? Journal 114. 114. Yeah, so I've been journaling since 1986. Mm. Yeah, at Andrews. I just stumbled into it. Started Someday, <laughs> like we've got the John Wesley Journal, we might have you the Dwight not. Nelson no, Journal. No, you won't. Nope. But at least it's for you. And after the break, I want to talk about the fact that you're still growing. Yeah. Because God is still yeah. showing you new insights about mm. prayer. And Dwight, it's not just blessing you. And after the break, I need to tell you what I do in the journal for about 30 seconds. All right. Okay. And you know, it's, this is a crucial point. Yeah. It's not just blessing you. Yeah. It's blessing tens of thousands of people around the world. God wants to bless you as you grow in your prayer ministry to bless others. We'll be right back after the break.
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, pastoral praying. How you as a pastor, lay leader, leader of a ministry in your church can experience a vital prayer connection with God and have a prayer ministry that will bless those in your circle of influence. Our guest, Dr. Dwight Nelson. Dwight, we were just getting into a fascinating description of your... Mm. Can I say the sequel to your reading yes. is, is a prayer journaling. Yeah. Talk to me a little more. This is book number 114 for right, you. Right, right. Talk to me a little more about what you're actually writing okay. uh, in that right. journal. This is part of your praying. You know, and you can just go to your knees after you've had your time in the sure. Word. You, this, this is not required to have a great prayer life. But for me, I came across some words of John Cardinal Newman. You remember him, Oxford University. Uh, 19th century. But he said, I pray best at the tip of a pen. And I found for me, Derek, that that's, that's the deal. Keeps you focused? Yeah. But I'm, I'm dealing with uh, millennials now in my classes and in the congregation, and they're not into writing. So I say, listen, pull out your tablet, pull out your smartphone, do whatever you want, your laptop, but write, write an email to Jesus. Because I found that by writing, it goes to my brain. Yes. If I just say, dear Jesus, thank you for the example of Jesus. If an hour later, you say, hey, Dwight, what would you do? Well, it was about Jesus. No, but the writing <laughs> just locks it into my, onto my hard disk. Yeah. So I, I'm the old-fashioned kind of uh, guy. And so this morning in the hotel, uh, you know, he, he, I, I do in red. I write in red what speaks to me from the Scripture, that particular line where Jesus... That's that, kind one of appears, story, that, that one story. The one story, one line from the one story that speaks to me. And then in another color pen, I put the date, and then in another color pen, I'm writing a letter to Jesus. Dear Jesus... Boy, did he, mm. I am so much like Peter. Mm. I gung-ho when I jump into a project, jump out of the boat. Come on, Jesus, you're calling me. And halfway there, I turn around to see, is anybody else seeing what I'm doing? Mm. And phew, I'm down. Mm. Today, keep my eyes on you all the way through. It doesn't mm. have to be long. It can be a paragraph, three pages. It's up to you. But the writing for me just locks it into my mind. It locks it into my heart. And so I, I, I've got, I, it's a, our website, www. Can, can I give it Yeah, website? sure, of course, yeah. Is it okay to do that on your it program? It is. <laughs> www.pmchurch, Pioneer Memorial, pmchurch.tv. And we're going to put that on, uh, on our website so that people okay. can connect to it. And then you'll see when you go to that website, just a big banner that says A New Way to Pray. The banner will keep changing, but click on A New Way to Pray, a little 20-minute video teaching on how to do this. Did you do it? I did it. All right, pmchurch.org, yeah. dot TV. Da, dot TV. <clears throat> yeah, we'll dot make TV. sure that that's uh, linked I think there's going to be tens of thousands of people around the world who are going to go to that website. You've become something of a pastor mm. to, the, to the world church. Mm. Uh, what a great responsibility and privilege. What, what a reason to pray, mm. right, to continue in prayer. Please. Let's talk about um, some fresh things you're mm. learning. Mm -hmm. Because it, it's, uh, was it Andrew Murray in, with Christ in the School of Prayer? Yes. You know, we just keep learning. Mm. What are some new insights about prayer that... Uh, that have been blessing you recently? Just within the last month and a half. So I come back from uh, being out of town. There's a book on my desk. I open the book. It's from, written by a young woman named Melody Mason. Title of the book, Daring to Ask for More. And it's about prayer. It's about prayer. So I said, man, I'm going to read this book. And you know, there's so many books out on prayer. You're just sure. saying, not another one. But... Do I have a copy of that book here? Actually, I have one because I'm going to just hold it up for a second here. Uh, stay with us because we're going to give away 50 copies of this book. 
Um, I'm going to pass it over to Dwight, but at the end of the program, we'll give you a web address if you'd like to get a copy. Apparently, this has been a, a, a new breakthrough it for our been. guest today, daring to ask for more. Mm. Dwight, let me pass it to you. Bless what you. was it about that book uh, that... Uh, I'm starting to read it for the second time. Look, it's just in the last few weeks, Karen has my copy, and she's reading it through now. Here's what, here's what struck me. This woman has, you know, she's a nurse, but she's become immersed in prayer experientially. And now she's a, she's a prayer teacher. What struck me here, one of the concepts, was Melody's idea, you know what, we pray for. We pray for, we pray for our kids, we pray for our ministry, we pray for the food, we pray for good weather, we pray for having a good time. We just pray for. She says what we need is to start praying through. Mm. She says we quit way too soon. Mm. Derek, I thought about that. I said, man, how many times have I said, okay, yeah, I'll pray for you. Psh, write it down, put it in my prayer journal, remember to pray for them. You know, I go a few days and then psh, I'm on to my next pray for. Mm. So she has really stirred up my soul and I feel, uh, I feel so much more learning I've got to do about this business of praying through. Stay at it. Just, mm. just, just, an, just an, an intensity that says, this is, this is Jacob, I will not let you go unless you bless me. You know, my wife and I are just contemplating recently, we were talking about one verse, yeah. Colossians 4, verse 2. How's that go? It says, continue earnestly in prayer. Okay, there it is. And, and, and literally translated, it means praying with strength toward, mm. uh, being alert, because mm -hmm. God's going to work mm -hmm. with thanksgiving mm -hmm. because it's all His work and not ours. But that idea, not that you're trying to change God's heart. No. You're joining in the mission and the timing of God, mm -hmm. but continuing earnestly. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's impacted you. Anything else that uh, Melody shared there that, that caught your attention or maybe reminded you of something that you already knew? I've been talking about this book on my blog. I've mentioned it from my preaching at Pioneer Memorial Church on the campus of Andrews University. I tell, I've told my staff about it. I said, guys, and by the way, you can get the book, Amazon.com if you're in the United States, Amazon.com, $9.99 for the book. I'm not getting any proceeds from her But, you sales. know, uh, let me tell you the good news for those of you watching. We're going to give you a free copy if you'll write to us at feedback at ministryemotion.tv. First 50 of you will send you a free copy because uh, it's blessed a prayer ministry leader, mm. a pastor. Let me, uh, let me ask you what else you've learned. Chapter 17. I'm, so I'm telling everybody, be sure and read chapter 17 because it's the, most, uh, it's the most extensive treatment on prayer and fasting that I've read anywhere. Mm. Now listen to this. Every major character in the Bible, Derek, you already knew this. I didn't. Every major character in the Bible fasted. Every major character. Jesus fasted. And guess what? Jesus is still fasting. And he, did he not no, say No, 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 Derek, did you fast? catch that? Jesus is still fasting. He's Think not going to partake of the... Isn't that something? Yeah. I never caught that, but, she, but of course I knew that. But he's fasting. He said, I'm not going to touch the fruit of the vine until you're here mm. with me. Mm. There's something about fasting and prayer that go... They, they were made to go together. Mm. And so I'm beginning to just experiment saying, God, do you want to take me deeper through that? Fasting does not change God's mind. No. Fact, I love this. This is how she puts it. Prayer is reaching out to God's invisible gifts, His infinite invisible gifts. Fasting forces me to reach out to my very visible weaknesses. Mm. Fasting exposes my, hum my humanity yes. and, and why I need God so much. And so uh, you, you said, Dwight, can you still grow in prayer? My, my word, we will grow until Jesus comes. And God is going to bless your ministry 
I, as you continue I pray so. I pray so. to be a leader who prays. Yes. And that's my prayer for you. You may be a pastor, a lay leader in your church, or have a ministry in your church. God wants you to pray over that little flock to be a pastoral prayer. And this book can bless your life, daring to ask for more. If you'd like to receive a gift copy from Ministry in Motion, you can write to us at feedback at ministryinmotion.tv. We would be honored to send a copy to you. Don't forget to include your complete mailing address. And while you're writing, why don't you go to our website at ministryinmotion.tv. We're going to have the link to pmchurch.tv. You can watch a 20-minute video teaching. on a, a new way to pray, journaling. Keep learning. May God bless you in your ministry. Mm -hmm.